dots that's right epic all right we're, we're good to go whenever you are guys <laughs> so like it's go. ready to go this is i'm up you've been up. hey everybody welcome to the uh flight test community cast uh we're here tonight with mike finley joel cannon and our special guest who is it mystery guest say something that people might be able to figure you out with uh, I like rivets. I think we got a that show is name. A good one. That, that's kind of a giveaway. Uh, and, 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 okay, so so we we all know him as the guy who likes rivets, and I'm Patrick Murphy. So welcome to the episode two of Flight Test Community Cast. Oh, and, and, and the guy who's hanging out with us tonight is Joshua Orchard. How's it My going, buddy? guys? Hey, Josh. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Joshua. Thank you so much. Pleasure having you on with us. So how is everybody and, and doing? Good. Excellent. Fine. Excellent. Fine. I'm kind of sleepy now. <laughs> you're kind of you're already? Oh my God. No. We're less what than we two do minutes that? in. <laughs> Sunny night, man. I'm gonna teach tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but you're supposed to be having fun now. Exactly. That's the idea. You live in the moment. Is that what it is? I think yes. so. Yes. I guess so. Always. That's I can do that. Excellent. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we got a jam-packed fun show for you all this evening. Um, we uh, have been working really hard. Um, we are. We, well, I have some great news for everybody. Is uh, show one was it a phenomenal success? Um, as of this evening, we've had about thirteen hundred of you guys uh, check out the ask call page on the flight test um, site, and about eight hundred people interacting live with the forum already. Uh, we've got about 80-odd people also joining us uh, on the social channels on our new Facebook page. So thank you guys very, very much for that. Um, just a little bit of housekeeping from my side of things. Um, we are uh, about to get underway with a, um Instagram as well as a Twitter account. I'm pretty sure at this point that it's going to be FTCCRC, um, and we can hashtag that. Um, so, uh, yeah, please send us anything that you'd like to have shared with the community. Um, our goal with the Instagram and the Twitter account is if you're doing anything RC related, we would love to share it. Um, so keep your eye out on those channels and uh, we are going to share as much as we can. Fantastic. So I think the next thing that we need to do, and uh, I would like to do this kind of as a group, it's not going to be easy, but uh, I really want to give a quick shout out to the uh, Flight Test After Hour guys uh, for, for uh, giving us a shout out on their show. Um, I think it was fantastic that they did that. Uh, it's really appreciated. Chris, Wayne, uh, Andre, uh, Mike, you wasn't there, so we're going to exclude you. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> We hope you guys were here. Good dear. Oh, boy. Hashtag, yeah. hope you you got hashtag dear stand. 
<laughs> if he, yeah, I was going to say, if he wants credit for that, he's got to get out of the deer stand and get in the studio. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but he's going to have to get ice cream for everybody. Agreed. That's right. Agreed. That's right. He's <laughs> got the hookup. Yep. And uh, also, uh, Crash Hancock and the rest of the Crash Cast crew over on the Crash Cast podcast. Uh, thanks for the shout out, guys. We love it. Uh, I think all of us are fans of your uh, podcast as well. So uh, let's keep this thing going, guys. Thanks. I agree. And also, Crash, really appreciate you forgetting my name mid show. Um, <laughs> that, that was. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was totally by accident. I posted on, and, and I kind of did it incognito. So the fact that we got any kind of attention on the crash cast is really, really appreciated. Um, yep. He, uh, he, he, we were, they were in the middle of talking, and he said, "Someone can," and I can't remember his first name. It's really funny. I've been on the show like three times already uh, by name mention. It's totally okay, Crash. Totally forgiven. I'm the English guy. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well no, in, in all fairness, in all fairness, Chris was really struggling remembering Patrick's last name. So, yes. yeah, this is true. So, well, you know, uh, yeah, well, I, I got a really nice uh, message from him on Facebook. He's like, dude, I owe you. I'm like, he, I owe you an apology. And I'm like, I, I'm just laughing because I, I'm not sure why he should remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was really cool. And Chris, I, I really appreciate it, man. And, and yeah, definitely. We would love to get together and, and do this thing together sometime. Um, and uh, it was really cool watching you guys fly Radiance last year. Right? It was fun. Yep. So I'm, And Whippets. I'm pretty sure that that's an open invitation that uh, I think will there'll be some cross-show happening uh, on both of those sides. And, and I totally agree with you, by the way, Crash, that um, there is not nearly enough RC content out there in the world. So anything we can do to uh, expand it is great. Um, so uh, l let's get things started. Hey, Josh, what have you been up to RC this week? Uh, <laughs> um, unfortunately, not a whole heck of a lot. Um, my The work that I do re requires me to work off-site sometimes, and those that work sometimes can interfere with any and all family time, let alone hobby time. But uh, this week specifically, uh, I haven't gotten my DLG out at the field, but I did get some new Oleo struts for the Sikorsky in the mail. And I got those installed on the Sikorsky. And today, in fact, I had it out at the field and she handles grass perfectly now. I came in for a light landing and she bounced well and I, I couldn't be more ecstatic with the new legs on the Sikorsky. But, uh, yeah, uh, well, Josh, if, if I could just interrupt you for a second, I, maybe we did, I, I didn't do a great job of introducing you in, in, in assuming that, you know, everybody knows who Joshua Orchard is oh, because, yeah, well. uh, we've known each other for a bit now and hung we, out we quite have. a few times, yeah, our own uh, but, but this, this is, this is the guy who scratch built, a Sikorsky S39 in what four days at Flight Fest and flew it on the last day. Uh, so it, it was an incredible feat and, and uh, something very special to watch. So I congratulate that, congratulate you on that. It was it was amazing <laughs> to see, brother. Thanks, uh, thanks. Uh, I mean, you, you and and Mike were both kind of my. <laughs> My minor helpers. Um, you you think you did a small part in helping in the little bits that you did, but you really helped me a lot. It was it's funny because we both, well, all three of us had this really emotional moment, and 
Um, <laughs> we were like three. <laughs> yeah. But, but and as as John was there too, so he can't. Oh yeah, Ashburn was there <laughs> feeding me for crying out loud. I mean, the first the first full day, I didn't have a meal all day long. It was uh, twelve hours. No, it was more. It was like sixteen hours straight. Yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the second day, Ashburn shows up at lunch. Here, eat this. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't have time to eat. I got a bill. No, you need to eat. Oh, yeah, and just for everyone's knowledge, Asbjorn is the uh, Viking. The Viking, uh, yep. Flying Circus. Exactly. The big, tall, blonde guy, yeah. Yeah. Flying Circus on the forum. So. Yeah, so for, for some of those who don't know um, any of my builds on, in the community, so yeah, the Sikorsky is one I've been planning that since the end of Flight Fest 2014 and uh, wanted to share a, a build with the community at Flight Fest 2015, so I, I planned that. And um, along the way, let's see, I've built, uh, well, for Flight Fest 2014, I built the SE5A out of Dollar Store foam board. And uh, I've built a GBZ. Patrick, you were in my basement when I was building that. Uh, Yeah, I was. Uh, You finished that plane. I haven't made much more progress on the one I was working on at the time. (laughs) Why am I not surprised by this, Pat? (laughs) (laughs) Well, truth be told, I did managed to get that plane from you know pile of sticks to flying in a month and a half so that's pretty uh, pretty easy it was a pretty easy build for me honestly um but i love that uh, easy build well i mean it's it's so much easier when the parts are laser cut and they all key together you don't even need plans for it i mean it it really was a snap to build that plane um, and then Patrick, you and I went together to Lebanon to the swap meet and we got jugs together. Yeah. Met Ryan uh, up there. That was fun. Yeah, met Ryan. And yeah, we uh, got Seth was there. That's right. And mine has flown and yours has not. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Pat, why are none of us surprised by this? <laughs> however, however, to Patrick's why did we benefit. Have him on here? <laughs> to Patrick's <laughs> benefit. He has taken the initiative to finally listen to my words of wisdom and try what, Patrick? Well, I, I have to say that uh, I am so in love with this uh, fiberglass slash uh, Minmox uh, polycrylic and uh, as the red. OK, let me re-articulate these words because my words are not working so well right now. So. I took uh, 0.56 ounce per yard fiberglass um, and, and used Minwax polycrylic as the resin instead of epoxy resin. Um, it, and it is so easy to do and it comes out so nicely. And the weird thing is, this is the craziest thing from Joshua is, so, so on the what would be considered, I guess, the gel coat under normal conditions is a 50-50 mix of Minwax polycrylic and baby powder and it yep. is so easy to do and the surface finish comes out after i mean it's work it's it's a lot of sanding but but i love the sand i really do uh it comes out like mirror smooth it's beautiful i'm gonna so have that, to check on that uh myself because uh, it's uh, incredible I, I you know there's a surprising amount of dollar tree foam board planes that if you remove that top layer of paper I guarantee you can have a plane that normally may last up about a year. 
um, you could increase that lifespan of that airplane by a significant amount just by that simple step. So I think that's a fantastic idea. And and it's a Dollar Tree planes last a year. (laughs) I'm lucky if they lost three weeks. I'm lucky if they (laughs) lost three weeks. Well, and honestly, that's a perfect segue into what else I've been working on this this week. So, Patrick, yeah, you, you have also, a black project going on. I, I have, I do have a black project going on that only a couple of people know about. Um, so, I have this beef with with foam board. <laughs> I love foam board, but I don't like um, I don't like that people leave paper on it. It's the paper and that's so it's the awful. Paper. Yeah, it's so heavy. And yeah, it adds some strength, but anytime you touch it, it loses strength. So it's like, you you know, it's a pretty model until you sneeze on it. So what I've, (laughs) and you know, the, the flight test models are fun models to build. They're easy and they do fly reliably, reliably well. However, my, I'm a scale guy. I'm a purist. I know people are going to, you know, give me noogies for this, but the FT Muft Mustang and the FT Spitfire don't fly like a Mustang or a Spitfire. <laughs> no, they fly well, exactly. Most of no, us. they don't. Yeah, they, they fly exactly how the flight test crew wants them to fly. Exactly. Zero exactly. tip stools. <laughs> so oh boy, without having to put ah. in an AS3X, you know, uh, I I'm I'm more of a purist. I like an airplane to fly, and I like to experience what those men who fought and worked hard to learn how to fly these machines. And it it helps me get a little bit of uh, historical context. So this black box project that I'm working on is um, 78 inch wingspan. Okay, it's got four servos, just four. It's it's a twin um, and it uses two of these motors that I got from Patrick. They are Emacs XA2212 980kV motors, swinging ten four five props. You got three of them for me, but the fir- one of the first ones had a bent shaft. Yeah, well, I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> it came off one of my multi rotors. <laughs> well, God knows I shouldn't fly those things. Oops. <laughs> so what this seventy-eight inch span airplane translates to is a one twelfth scale model of a. Gotha G4 bomber. Ooh. <laughs> nice. And everybody's Very like, nice. what's that? What is that? Google okay. it right now, guys. Seriously, so, yeah. Google Go- this right now. <laughs> I'm so Googling the, right now. Gotha G4. Gotha G IV. It's Roman numeral IV. That'll that'll get you pictures. Oh, that would be full like for anyone G6? who's missed that. Yeah. So you got it? You see what it looks like? I'm Wikipedia that stuff up right now, brother. <laughs> Look yeah. at that. Live on the show, everybody, just so you know. It, right. This is actually happening. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, so this this airplane, I, I picked it specifically, number one, because it's big. Okay, I've only used eight sheets of dollar store foam to build this thing. That's not and I've only oh, that's that's beautiful. You didn't mention that it's all built out of Dollar Tree foam board. Yeah, it's all Dollar Tree foam board. But when I get to the point where I'm going to show people what it looks like, it's not going to have paper on it. I'm going to glass it with water-based polyurethane. And I've got <laughs> a supplier. And I will I will give him full credit, full disclosure, because I will, this is going to be a stunning airplane when it's done. Uh, I've got printed lozenge tissue. 
wait, for the what's final plane. Lozenge tissue. Wait, wait, wait. So like loz- the, the lozenge pattern off is... of the like candy uh, cough drops. Or... No, okay. no, no. <laughs> then I'm thinking about the wrong thing. That's why. <laughs> Sorry. So lozenge <laughs> pattern is what they used in World War One in Germany as camouflage. So it's how they oh. paint it. So rather than go through and paint this pattern over and over again, uh, I, I've, I've got this guy, Stephen, who, who printed up some lozenge pattern for me. And he did an absolutely fantastic job. And what kind of material is that? It's on tissue paper. He printed it okay. off on an inkjet printer onto tissue paper. And I'll go over how to do that too. And all this stuff. It's, it's a it's a huge huge project, but I flew the airplane yet. Uh, no Friday. Wait, you flew it already? I flew it three yes, times. Yes, he did. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And let me tell you, it was ten miles an hour, and we we're getting about almost twenty mile an hour gusts. Wow. And this airplane handled it like a champ. Okay. That's fantastic. It's. The thing that I don't know yet, because that's the only time that I've flown it, I don't know how it handles in calm weather, so I couldn't really check any of the typical World War One characteristics. Mm. But my goal is to have it fly more scale, because anybody you ever talk to in the scale modeling community, World War One planes are highly addictive. <laughs> you can't do just one; you have to you get you get the bug, and you want to build another one. And I, it's a great segue to a project that's going on in the forums called Early Aces. Ooh. Have you guys seen that at all? No, I don't think I have. I have I not. Have it. No. I don't think so I've seen it. It's a, it's a guy by the name of Hot Wax. And I guess what, I'll shoot you a link. And, uh, oh, for, I'm Googling for it right now. I'm searching the forum right now. Yes. The title of the thread is Early Aces Pack. It's in the Mad Scratch Builder's Corner. Let's see, he's got a Fokker Eindecker, uh, one that looks like a Newport 11, and another one that looks like a Havlin DH-1. And they're all World, World War I-era-looking aircraft. Wow. They're, they're really yeah. quite interesting planes, and they, they show their profiles wow. quite well. Yeah. These are beautiful. I, yeah. I have, how did I miss this? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, just so everyone is aware, we will link this in the show notes, so don't worry if you are... Uh, out and about right now just as soon as you get home check the show notes yep (laughs) so so that's that's what i've been up to this week is working on that project to get done so the plans i've done all the plans myself um these are all original designs only using uh three views and um yeah so it's it's quite an endeavor four paint sticks eight sheets of foam board it'll come I've it's seen good. the photos, so, and that thing does look incredible. It's, yeah, it's, um, I got to ask, and I, I, I guess you don't want to give too much away right now, but, but the tissue paper does that go over or under the fiberglass? Over. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we'll get more into that with uh, some more of the technique <laughs> stuff because, Josh, I'm going to pick yeah. your brain. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have a feeling this will not be the only time you are on this podcast. Yeah, there, there's a lot to pick there, believe me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. All right, who's up next? I think Mike. Well, it's going to be pretty simple this week, guys. I have not done anything Aww. in RC at all. And probably won't get to next week either because I have to go out of town first thing in the morning and won't be back until the end of the week. 
but it's all good. You know, we'll get there. It's getting wintertime here anyway. I got some things I need to finish Sorry, that I that? haven't. So. Did, did I hit the I said I had Winter? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Joel. <laughs> Seriously. Dang, Look, man. This, okay. this is two weeks in a row that you're going to give us hard time. Joel is in Orlando. I will tell you. I was, at, I was at Epcot yesterday. You guys all know uh, because you all liked the photo from yesterday. So I know you saw yeah, this. Yeah, you're Fez. It was 80. <laughs> It was 80 degrees, 89 degrees here in Central Florida yesterday. So to say that it was ridiculously hot, I don't usually get like hot to the point where I need to cool myself down. I was hot to the point that I needed to cool myself down yesterday. It was ridiculous. I don't think we've got the memo that it's winter yet. Well, we may have winter, winter but you've got alligators that will eat you. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Luckily, yeah. none that I've run into I, lately. But I, yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I will gladly keep my winter in exchange for alligators. That terrifies me, man. Yeah. They're kind of cute. They're fun. <laughs> They're fun. I, I grant you, they are a lot of fun. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hop on one of their backs and surf that thing around, man. It's pretty cool. I'll mm-hmm. let the uh, yeah. I'll let the Aussies do that. I, I don't want to try that personally <laughs> well pat if you ever decide to do it i am definitely going to get video of that yes please uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll i'll be sure to put on the gopro and the mobius yes please do because video no. or it did not happen <laughs> and there goes our first derail everybody uh, okay <laughs> okay, Steering the okay I, I did i did nothing in rc this week guys sorry <laughs> nothing pat what did you do uh well, I, I finally put that last bolt in my uh, E-Flight Super Cub. Finally. Got it all ready to go. Yeah. Good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I, I sat down. I had all the electronics hooked up, and I was going through the Grappner radio that, that I got from uh, Fred and trying to figure out how to program it. And I was having a little bit of difficulty it, and I got to say, oh, so I posted a question on the forum uh, asking if anybody had any experience uh, programming Grapner radios. And and I, I didn't get a single response until uh, Grapner USA responded, which was really cool. Uh, so I just kind of want to give a shout out to Grobner saying thank you guys. Um, by that time, I had kind of worked things out and what they had posted in their uh, reply to me kind of really solidified some some things for me. So it's all it's the, I, I've learned how to program the radio now uh, and I'm liking it. I'm really liking the Grobner radio now. Cool. But uh, the Super Cub still has not flown because I ended up uh, having a bad flap servo. Mm. Uh, there was I, I took the servo up pulled it out, took it apart, and it looked like to me that uh, the, the gear that meshed with the gear that's on the motor itself just in manufacturing was never made correctly. So um, I, I contacted the place that I bought it from and kind of no questions asked. They're sending me another one, which was really nice, that's which is uh, Heads Up Hobby, RC, one of my favorite online vendors. So thanks, guys, for, cool. you know. Believing in me. Excellent. <laughs> They're like, ah, pitch it. We'll send you another one. No big deal. Nice. That's great. So that was really nice. Um, 
And Patrick, I, I do have a cub approximately the same size as yours, and you really don't need flaps to fly it. So next well, week, I know. Go, come yeah. on, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that thought did cross my mind, but she's yeah, so we pretty. Need, we need to I'm get, looking at her right now. She's we, hanging from the ceiling in my basement, and I just want her to work We perfectly. need to get that up in the air, dude. It, it, uh, come on. It's only been, what, two years now? Only. It's not that for for an arf. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, uh, I've been uh, helping out with my RC club has started an RC ground school, and this was the idea of the president of our club, Jerry uh, Gerald Fry, who who is just a wonderful guy. He's a retired engineer, and he's put together this book of information that it takes most of us years and years of stumbling through to figure out and he's basically laid out his knowledge and stuff he's researched into this ground school because he wants people in our club to be able to be independent you know he he wants them to have the knowledge to repair anything that they need to repair or replace any component they want to be able to that that might need to be replaced and we the the reason i joined this particular club is because they are very focused on bringing new people into the hobby we have a lot of kids who they're not there with family members well th they didn't come with family members they're there because they're interested in rc uh so it's been really interesting. We're we're doing a uh, a series of two hour classes every Saturday for four to five weeks, just teaching the background of flight, teaching our the components of RC aircraft, how to set them up, how to troubleshoot them, how to how to stay out of trouble with them, and it's been a lot of fun. So did that for the second week yesterday. Uh, and I ended up bringing home a a Radian, uh, my my sailplane buddy, uh, the the pilot. He he crashed his Radian and the motor mount broke off. So I brought it home to repair it for him, and I repaired it. And he sent he sent home with me his Radian, his transmitter, his battery charger, basically all his stuff. He said, "Here, take this, fix it for me, and go have fun with it." Okay, so, so I've had a couple of flights. Oh my god, I love the Radian. I need one of those myself. What a fun airplane! Yep. Yes. Yeah. Sir. Oh, oh, and I, uh, I, I restored a 750 millimeter P47 to flight status. Restored it and probably crashed it again about 1.5 seconds into the Dude. flight. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fixed it up again. It's it's sitting there looking at me. The pilot, he's got a worried look on his face. <laughs> With you behind the controls, well, I'm not that's surprised. Because he sees you. Yeah, well, I know, right? I, I can't deny that. Yeah, if I was that pilot, I'd be like, "Well, damn, I'm in trouble now." <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, go ahead, Mike. I, I'm surprised he didn't run off. <laughs> He doesn't have legs. It's it's just oh, a torso. <laughs> the poor guy. He doesn't have a chance. I stuck it there. Uh, so what you're saying is he can just sit there and cry. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like that's it. all he can do. So um, get out your CA glue and apply little tears and make him feel better before the next flight. 
<laughs> you are talking to the scale guy now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the guy who will apply 2,000 rivets to an airplane with CA glue. That's true. That's true. And yeah. Oh, boy, that's funny. Oh, well. Good times, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's good. So, so, so that's what I've been up to. Thing. Okay, so I, our buddy Ben Greenwald, good guy, great guy. He's he's a big guy too. Uh, EMT, uh, you know he he went to uh, buy a NASA light controller off of some guy on the internet, sent the guy the money, and the guy totally scammed him. So, I want to call this guy out on the internet so that nobody else suffers this fate. Uh, so anyway, uh, apparently, uh, yeah, Ben wanted to buy a, uh, Nozzleite and, uh, he, uh, uh, got scammed by a guy named George Davlar, D-A-V-E-L-A-A-R. Now, if this guy wants to make it right, that's one thing. If he doesn't, Please don't buy nothing else from this guy. Don't buy yeah, and, anything from this guy. And apparently this guy, I mean, it wasn't like just a misunderstanding or anything. After uh, Ben sent him the money, uh, this guy's Facebook disappeared. His email account disappeared. Ben's yeah. turned it over to the police. So it, it's just, you know, it, it's really aggravating and it really ticks me off to see our friends, people in our community, Get, uh, getting ripped off by some hoser on the internet who who doesn't have any shame or moral fortitude whatsoever. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think it goes without saying, guys. Just please be very mindful of who you're purchasing stuff from. Um, yep. If if you're going in and you're buying equipment for the first time, flight test is a great place to start. Um, Altitude Hobbies. I just recently put an order in with. They are an excellent group of uh, group of guys who will get your uh, stuff very, very quickly and efficiently. So I highly recommend Altitude. Um, you know, worst case scenario, you have to go Hobby King. Uh, just go with a reputable dealer who you can trust, and yep. you know, do do your research before you buy. Um, you know, there's going to be stuff yep. out there that you that you want. And it's not necessarily available on the wide scale. Um, just, just be careful. That, that's all we're saying. Yep. Just be very careful. And, and, and talk to the people in the forums, too. Because the guys in the forums will be able to direct you to all the good places to buy from. Exactly. Um, you know, we're there all the time. I mean, there are a lot of people there that will help. And that's what that forum is all about. So, Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, I don't want to say that don't buy anything from an individual on the internet, but you know it's a shame that there are people like this out there that take advantage of people. It, yeah, and, but you do want to be careful. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, of course, of course. So okay, well, since we're talking about uh, you know maybe uh, people that might not know where to go and things like that, we do have some new forum members. So I do want to call out some of the new forum members. Uh, First one uh, is Almighty Dam. Uh, he joined. <laughs> on, I know. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it D-A-M. No, it's Almighty Adam. Almighty Adam. Oh, there you go. Almighty Adam. Look at there. I can't even read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, that's just how we are. This is, Mike, this is Mike's segment, and he can't remember names. I can't this even is the best that. part. Hey, Mike, is it handwritten or typed? Typed. typed. <laughs> In the okay. show notes. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Just wanted that clarification. I see what I, I see what I want to see. <laughs> exactly. I was right there with you, brother. And, and you're right. It is Almighty Adam. He joined on the 22nd uh, of last month, uh, talking about a multi-rotor project. He's looking for some help. So the next one we got is the SEMA man. Uh, he also joined on the 22nd of last month, uh, and he's looking at motor performance related to battery stuff. Um, next one we got is Desert Ferg 72 talking about his first build ever, and he actually joined on the 21st. And then we have NSS Flyer, uh, actually looking for some stuff on a DLG, looking for a DLG show. He joined on uh, the 7th. And then uh, Lesson 97 joined on uh, the 8th, and he's a complete noob building an Electra Hub. So he'll be looking for some help, I'm sure. Nice. And then the last one I have is Rask, R-A-S-Q. He joined on the 5th and needs some help with the LiPo charger. So we just want to say hi to them, welcome them to the forums, and hopefully they're already listening to the podcast. If not, hopefully they will soon. Excellent. So Excellent. thanks a lot for uh, joining, guys. Yep. No, yeah, absolutely. Welcome aboard. So I didn't get my update in. Oh, you didn't. I didn't get my update. Um, so oh, come on. I know, I know. I'm pretty excited, guys. I maidened the Raiden. Oh, you did? I did. And nice. uh, Okay, so first How'd of all, it go? first of all, remember the wind I was talking about last week and I had that terrible crosswind? Well, the wind decided uh, it was the Saturday after we recorded the podcast. Um, so... Um, the wind was coming up from the south, and it was coming up at about 15 miles an hour. I was, I was itching to go flying. I finally figured out the issue with the Tyrannus, so all of my planes are now completely programmed, uh, with the exception of the HMB. I'll get there. Um, and I was super eager to get it get it going, and I was like, okay, I've got um, an 8.6 uh, prop on the back, APC style, and a Blue Wonder. And it's rubber banded in there, um, uh, ready to go, uh, and a 10 amp speed controller. And um, I was a little apprehensive about that speed controller because I had a feeling that it was going to suck far more than 10 amps through uh, the plane. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go because I really want to get this thing in the air. Um, knowing what um, Kevin and a lot of others who have flown the Raiden have said... Um, uh, I said I knew that it would be able to handle the wind just fine. Um, so I, I programmed it up, got ready, and um, I, as I was doing some uh, motor run-ups, I burned out the 10-amp speed control. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I, I have a 20-amp in my case, but the problem is the bullet connectors aren't fitted to the size um that the uh mosa has i've got 1.5 mil um bullets on there and a 3.5 mil bullets on the esc <laughs> so i wasn't about to start tampering with that because god forbid i have a loose connection because i know what's going to happen in the air um and i don't want to risk a short so i get another 10 amp speed controller that i know has the 1.5 um uh, bullets on it and I put it back in the Raiden. I do one most test and I change to an 845. 
uh, prop on the back. So I'm like, okay, I have a smaller prop, so it shouldn't swing as hard. I've got uh, everything is working. It's not vibrating nearly as much, so hopefully I should be fine. So I pop the throttle up and I toss the, the Raiden up and the first thing it does floats beautifully up into the air. Uh, got great throttle authority. Uh, it's a little sensitive. Um, the control surfaces are enormous on it. Um, so, uh, you, you know, small movements make a really big impact on the turns and turned it straight into the wind. It's, it's just sitting there in a beautiful hover. Uh, take it around a couple of times. Meanwhile... Um, at the same time as I'm flying, by the way, the the ex-AMA president, this gentleman by the name of Don Lowe, who is a renowned patent pilot, is <laughs> currently flying a 3D plane in the same general area that the Raiden is currently cruising. We mm-hmm. probably come within about 10 feet of one another uh, before I quickly throttle up and turn it around and get it the hell out of his way. Um, and as I make that maneuver and I go full throttle, um, the, the plane starts to, to, uh, nose up a little bit. So I know I probably have it slightly out of trim and, uh, slightly, uh, very, very slightly tail heavy. So as it does that, I, I'm banking the nose down and I'm finding that I'm putting a lot of throttle into it. And all of a sudden the, the nose drops and I'm like, okay. So I start tinkering with the controls and I'm like, okay, it's just sitting there in the wind turn the plane around to face um, away from me and I'm looking at the prop and it's just free spinning dead stick. And wow. I have no throttle authority. I'm like, crap, I blew out the second ESC. So I slowly start to glide it in and I make my first runway landing dead stick. Right. So I managed to put it on the tarmac. It, it was, I was successful? Ecstatic. Yep. Plane nice. is in one piece. Um, the the landing was successful. Didn't break a prop. Didn't break anything. Though I now have to order two twenty amp ESCs for um, to to back up the two that I burned out. Uh, then took out. Now, why why do you think he burned burned them out? Uh, what will... what was the second one? What uh, do you think? Uh, I will tell you exactly what it is. I uh, the okay. the blue wonder swinging a any any kind of prop. Uh, on, a 40, okay. on a 40 inch wing airplane it's got to do a hell of a lot of work so it was drawing way more than 10 amps i know that um okay. so it it so, it burned the crap out of that poor esc yeah. how so, how big is the raiden raiden is 40 inch wingspan um length oh. you're probably looking at it's maybe about 45 inches long um okay which is where I'll get into my next thing. Uh, I then took the Bloody Wonder up, uh, which was fantastic. Made a very successful flight with that. Um, but um, some things were happening around uh, my neck of the woods here at home. And uh, my wife and I had this long conversation about how having three planes in the hangar is... It's looking a little bleak. And if I crash one, then I only have one or two left over. So I came to an agreement that if I allowed her to get a new pet for the house, I get two more airplanes. So That's a good deal. It's a sweet deal. So I get a new fuzzy uh, animal to play with in the house. So we've got a new hamster. And uh, I get two <laughs> new airplanes to add to my hangar this week. Uh, the FT Mini Cruiser. So um, I think I'm going to go, um, you know, the classic red 
on that. Um, so that's the intention. So I've had a pretty busy week in RC. Um, got the plans printed and cut and ready to go. So I'll be building that this week. And um, I had a pretty severe crash on the HMB as well. Um, oh. My For those who don't know the story, um, I took my HMB up to do some aerial video um, up in Ocala. And it was sitting in, a, in this uh, bag. But it, the bag, unfortunately, was not protecting the controller or the quad. And one of my leaves from my dining room table somehow, aka I knocked it, um, onto the bag <laughs> and broke the screen of my tactic radio. Oh, no. Um, I contacted um, Hobbyco to see if there was anything that I could do. And, and sadly, I didn't hear anything back. So I went and bought a Tyrannus. That's where the Tyrannus came from. Um, well played sir. yes that's what my thinking was too <laughs> um but ever since my radio has been locked on the hmb so i've been flying it with the tactic radio ever since and i've been having a blast with it i love flying on it um when i was at the field though i wanted to try moving the battery position to get the cg a little better because um i had the 2200 milliamp battery all the way aft um, so it was producing some really strange, uh, things when it came to hovering. Um, and you have to, uh, really nose over hard to get it to go forward anywhere. So I moved the battery to the top and when I went to take off, uh, and do, uh, go into acro mode. And as I go into acro mode, the flight controller loses telemetry and the quad comes crashing down smack onto the asphalt runway. My first two props broke on the HMB th uh, this week. So I am happy to report that I did not damage anything on the frame and nothing else is wrong with it. So I'm very pleased to uh, say that. Um, though I am going to now have to unfortunately switch the, um, the uh, receiver from the tactic receiver to a uh, uh, Tyrannus receiver. Um, sadly, I'm going to have to decommission my second radio, which I was hoping not to do, uh, but I've had to do it anyway. So, okay. but that's me and RC. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I really had a great <laughs> week. Um, so yeah. Hey, can, can we talk about, uh, the motor put on your, uh, Raiden? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest a, uh, an Emacs CF 2812. 1200 kv with eight by four prop okay is yeah i've got something very similar uh from hobby king i've got a 2812 so i i wouldn't be opposed to switching that over and getting just a little bit more power out of it um i was contemplating upgrading the most in it anyway so it wouldn't it probably wouldn't hurt yeah it sounds like a blue wonder is just underpowered for what it is the, uh, the funny thing is i saw him uh, kevin i'm talking about now i saw kevin had used a little Emacs um, 1804 to fly the Raiden. So it can fly on much, much less. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I do agree. It does need just a little bit more power um, through it. Just just to give it a little bit more punch, especially on the windy day. Um, are because are it, you flying three or two cell? Uh, I was flying it with the 2200 three cell. Okay, good. So, yeah. Okay. Josh, do you... Uh, Mike, thoughts? 
Well, you know, any kind of maiden that you come away from and the airplane is in one piece is a successful maiden. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have yeah. to agree. I mean, any any way you slice it, a maiden's always going to be a little bit hairy. Uh, I mean, I've I've done five maidens this year, and every single one of them I'll, whoosh, at the end of it, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. You always so, have to stop, catch your breath, don't you? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that on that note of maidens and and taking airplanes up for the first time, I do I definitely do want to bring up the Sikorsky. Um, I wasn't at Flight Fest, but just to kind of give the perspective from someone who wasn't there, um, the flight test uh, episode that uh, featured Flight te- uh, Flight Fest 2015 had a small snippet of this beautiful blue airplane that was held by Josh, and you got a little sneak peek of it flying uh, at the very, very end of the episode, and... I think that this plane really deserves an episode of its own, which is kind of why we wanted to feature it <laughs> episode two. Um, because to say that Josh is a talented builder and a scratch builder is probably the understatement of the century. This guy is a genius. Um, and the plane that he came out with, um, don't worry, the uh, the show logo for this episode is going to be the Sikorsky. So it's going to get its uh, it's going to get its glory shot. So uh, to, th- talk, thanks, talk, talk to us a little bit. What was um, what was your process behind the Sikorsky, and what were because I think you had been planning this for a little while. Yeah. So I, I mean, the best way to sum it up would be I recently posted an article on the on the flight test page. Um, it's just a, about planning. Um, to me, any build that you're you're going to do, if you want it to be a success and you want to build it in a reasonable amount of time, you have to plan for it. If you're just going to say, "Oh, well, I have this part, that part," oh, let's see, we're going to slap something together. I mean, it's going to be like, look like a plane that you just sort of slap together. So, I mean, I, the way that it started was, um, you know, I, I wanted to pick an interesting subject, something that d- is not often modeled. It's not something easy. Uh, I like a, I like a good challenge. And, um, you know, I've never done a seaplane, uh, no, have no, <laughs> have no place to fly a seaplane. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and the, the lines were nice. It's a thirties era airplane and I love that era built a couple of planes from that era now. And I just, it was a great decision overall, but what came with it were a lot of really hard challenges. Uh, for example, this plane has two receivers, (laughs) Uh, the aileron, elevator, and rudder servos are all built into the wing, in addition to the motor and the ESC. So I had to figure out a way to get the battery inside the fuselage and run it up to the wing so that I could power that. But I also had to keep a servo in the fuselage for the tail gear to steer the plane on the ground. So little things like that over and over. How am I going to do it? How am I going to budget my time? How much do I think that I can afford to do this part of the project? It all came down to a lot of meticulous planning. I think I built that plane at least two or three dozen times in my head over the course of that year. Um, uh, Just trying to perfect the techniques that I had, doing other builds, uh, and then just planning out a parts list and 
making sure that I had everything, all my tools and equipment on my way to flight fest. And <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I literally had just about every single tool in my shop at flight fest. So, and I can vouch for that. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. And I was going to say, p- so, so on that, um, you know, someone who hasn't been to Flight Fest before, or you you haven't gone to an event where you plan to do a scratch build during the course of the event, um, what are the type of tools that you would have with you, and w- what level of planning do you get to when it comes to choosing the tool that you have? Well, Flight Fest is extremely unique. I've never really come across another event. Uh, in my personal experience, where they have an area just for people that want to build. You go to a, a, a fly-in, and, and that's what it is. It's a fly. You go there to fly. But, you know, I I, I love building. And, 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 you know, each subject is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, do, do you want to build an airplane to learn a technique, or do you want to build an airplane because you love the airplane? Um Almost all of my builds involve some sort of technique that I've never done before. Um, and I, I try to, to use that opportunity to perfect that technique. And, uh, I mean, if I, if I were to do it again, I absolutely would do a hot wire cutting for the wings again. It's just so fast. I mean, I knocked out those four wing panels in less than an hour. And that way I could immediately move on to shaping them, putting on hard points and, uh, carving out pockets for the servos and all this other meticulous stuff that everything happens in the wing. I mean, for most airplanes, everything happens on the fuselage. But on this airplane, everything happened on the wing. And being able to knock out the main core components in about an hour was just a – it was the only choice. Did I answer your question? Yes. i was just really enjoying listening to you talk about it yeah and and i think we're all at that point i mean i think i speak for everyone here i I, you know the we watch the the stuff that comes out of your shop and the the quality of the product i mean the fact that you're prepared to sit there and do rivets with ca glue and sit there well it was actually it was actually wood glue. Um. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got the glue I, wrong. I honestly, I, I could not. I, I could not do it. I could not do what you did there because I can't focus on anything long enough with that much. That that place is like. I can't have a single complete thought when I'm there. I'm just bouncing around like a pinball. I'm uh, I, I have yeah squirrel. I that's have, you usually. Yeah, except well, uh, true. Yeah, it is. It really is. But no, to, it, that you were able to to pull that off in that environment is so impressive to me. I, I just I, you know, well, and, and you're you're really nice. I really enjoy hanging out with you. You're a great guy and. <laughs> You know, no, I, I just, I, I'm so impressed with you, man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, the whole reason I wanted to do it in the first place was just to help under pe- people understand. Because, I mean, Flight Test is a great community, but there's more to these planes. You can do so much more, and it's just as easy. And that's really what I wanted to show other people. Say, hey, look at this technique. Give it a thought. Maybe you want to try it. And I got that. 
people stopped by the build table and I was happy to take time and, and show people how to cut to how to do a hot wire cut, uh, the different equipment that I used. Um, there were, there were a couple of guys, I, I, I want to say they were from Louisiana. I can't remember. And I'm sorry, I forget your names. Um, but it is November and that was in July. <laughs> <laughs> But they stopped by, and I had done all of my hot wire cutting on the first day. I was done my hot wire cutting, but they, they got there on Friday. And they were asking about it. And I said, you know, let me show you. So I got out the cutter. I got out the transformer. I got out some scrap pieces of foam. And I took 20 minutes, and I showed them how to hot wire cut a wing. And I said, this is yours. Take this home and build something. And I'm, I'm convinced that he did. And I, w I was happy to take time to show someone how to do something that is so easy to do. <laughs> well, hopefully cool, he's man. listening to this podcast and he will get with you on the forums and let you know if he did or not. I sure hope so. Oh, by the way, we haven't mentioned my forum name. Yes. Why don't oh, yeah. Wilson, man. Yeah. Two L's. Two L's. Wilson, man. Excellent. Um, next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh not many people i don't know that anybody on the forum knows this other than me but but you're a pretty accomplished musician too i am yeah um <laughs> it's not something i really talk about much anymore no I'm... that's why i'm throwing it out here now totally <laughs> randomly to, and you're not sure what to do with it right now but i'm just throwing it out there yeah definitely on the spot uh so yeah, yeah most of my life growing up um i wanted to be a professional musician i play an instrument called euphonium that's e-u-p-h-o-n-i-u-m and that's part of my uh my forum name wilson uh, I play a uh, Wilson 2900 euphonium um, and I've been playing since I was where's fifth grade, something like that. Went to college, got a scholarship to do it for college, was doing a music performance degree and realized that I wanted a family. Well, and the reason I say that off the off the cuff is that you know, a euphonium is not an orchestral instrument. So really, my only options were to be a freelance artist, which is extremely difficult life. Um, it's, it has its own very unique challenges. And the other option is military band. And my problem with military band is that I have flat feet and it makes it extremely difficult for me to march. So... Uh, I fully admit that I took the lazy way out and said, I do not want to be a freelance euphonium artist. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want can't to have... tell you how many people that have told me that very same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, in the end it, it turned out really good because now I'm a scientist and, um, I specifically chose my field, uh, because I wanted to help people and that's, it conveys into my hobby work as well. I'm always happy to share my what I know. I'm always happy to share a new technique. And I'm always happy to say, I really don't know. I have no experience with that. Um, and much like in, in my scientific work, I, I, I'm happy to say, this is how you do this. This is what I know. And this is what I don't know. Because it's very very black and white that way. And I that's sort of how I go. So, oh, That's really cool. Well, right. as, as I said, I definitely didn't know anything about the musician part of your career. I didn't yeah. either. 
Yeah, well, he's he's a man of many mysteries. Uh, <laughs> he, he he can bake like crazy too. The yeah. Man's a good baker. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds like you and my wife might have to have a little competition because she loves to bake too. Tell her to bring it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Message passed on. <laughs> let, let me just give her this fair warning. My mother grew up in a Jewish Italian neighborhood. Yeah. I know how to I know how to cook. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that that'll do it. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I am Jewish, so yeah, it, it's on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> all i have to say is hello <laughs> well um that you know i think it's really fitting that one of the things that we bring up is hot wire um the crash cast did a great show last week on hot wire cutting um yes, as well so I, I think it's really fitting that that's something that you, one of the techniques that you use so heavily um you know, uh, one of the next things that I'd love to do is to get into hot wire um, because, you know, there, there are certain shapes that foam board just isn't very good at. Um, I think it's pretty evident that, um, from, especially from watching the flight test periscopes from PISA trying to uh, do the Corsair, that it requires a lot of poster board if you want anything in remotely shaped round. Um, so, you know, what are some of the, what are some of the advantages that you see in using like blue insulation foam, uh, versus the Dollar Tree foam board? Well, I, I primarily use the pink stuff. Um, I mean, pink, blue, it doesn't really matter. It all pretty much does the same stuff. It has a little bit of inconsistency, but you know, I mean, try, try what you like. Um, but the, for me, the primary advantage over, over you know the thin the thinner material is it's just so bulky so it's easier to carve i mean you have to think of yourself not as a builder in some points you have to think of yourself as a sculptor and i mean while that seems intimidating at first I mean, we know how to follow plans i mean i'm i'm not doing this stuff freehand i'm following a, a, a natural contour I mean, you can take the plans and you can make photocopies and glue it onto cardstock so you have these little formers and so as you're sanding or hot wire cutting you can check your lines um but the the thing with the hot wire is it just it makes the thing so fast i mean I, I can do a flat bottom airfoil in one cut and that's the wing panel yeah, that's pretty spectacular yeah and, um, and you know these talking about these kind of things are where i really hope that this podcast can go because you know, Joshua, you and I and so many other people have talked o over the years, the last couple of years or so, lamenting kind of the fact that we want to see more skills represented on the yeah. forum. We want to well, see people bringing something new and something different. Uh, well, it's, it, it's, it's the mantra of flight test, educating, elevating and entertaining. Right. And I feel like a lot of what I do is – educating people is something new is something different while it's not on the screen two times a week every monday and wednesday it is something new and it is something elevating it gets people to try something different try something a little bit more intense try to focus a little bit more and try to get that shape a little bit more round and away from a box you know right right it, 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 one of the things that kind of 
I kind of, I don't know, it, it bugs me a little bit when I see it on the forum is when somebody posts, hey, flight test, why don't you do this? And I'm thinking to myself, well, why don't you try that yourself? Yeah, exactly. Because there is nothing to lose in yeah. trying it yourself. I mean, I, I, a little background on me. I, I grew up in a family. I've got 10 brothers and sisters. Okay. I, I did not grow up with a silver spoon with all these airplanes that I could just do whatever I wanted. I grew up with cardboard and leftover meat trays. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got into airplanes. And, you, you know, you just have to make what you can and you come up with these great ideas and don't let anybody sell you short on it. I got club members that give me such a hard time because I'm not a gasser or that I fly foam. It's all in good fun, but you have to be able to laugh at yourself. And at the end of the day, say, look at these two airplanes. Do they look similar in finish? And if that's the case, then they don't really have an argument, do they? Yeah. And that's that. That's more and more what these foam builders like Keith Sparks, who runs Park Flyer Plastics, and and so many other great modelers out there, John Morgan over on RC Groups, they they come up with these foam airplanes that just they don't look like foam. They're literally flying works of art. They just look fantastic. And, and I definitely want to say that you're in that group because it, your your stuff is flying works of art. I mean, well, thank you. But just personally speaking from experience, I tried to build a P47 um, in Dollar Tree foam board and I can attest to how difficult that material can be to shape in certain ways. And the way that I've seen you know, the techniques for doing the hot wire casting. I mean, um, David Vindersall's Vigan was a great example of really weird, awkward shapes that just work really, really well in hot wire cut and insulation foam. And mm -hmm. it's definitely an area I'm interested in moving towards eventually in the hobby too. I, you know, at this point in my flying skill, look, I would consider myself a, a solid beginner intermediate. Um, because I still dumb thumb the heck out of everything. Um, but at the same <laughs> so time, I. like I want to, I want to get to the point where I'm more confident and flying a, an airplane and I can fly it for one longer, land it on a runway, which now I've done twice. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's these, it's these little things. And it, what, what is funny about watching the techniques come through, uh, in what you're doing and what what we've seen in the past is it gives something for people to look up to it's like okay you may start with doing full of an a folder and a b fold and a c fold but it allows you to then say okay well i can take this extrapolate it and that gives me the ability to then create this thing exactly so and a, a great example for me was I, I used to, well, the very first flight fest, uh, I brought with me an airplane called a Thunder and Lightning. And a Thunder and Lightning traditionally is a flat plate kind of plane. It got a flat fuselage that is vertical and it's got a Klein Fogelman wing plan form. And I, I looked at it and I said, you know what? It would be really fun to do that built up. And so I used dollar store foam, peeled away all of the paper <laughs> and I made one and it was a fantastic flying airplane. And unfortunately I did crash it at flight fest. <laughs> it looked good I when it was in the air airplane. though. I remember it. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, again, it was a dumb thing. I launched it with the wind to my back and flew it straight out instead of to the side. But, you know, it's, but again, I didn't care because it was all of what, maybe $4 a phone. Yeah. Right. So and that's, what's great about foam board as a material is yes, you put, you put your heart into it. You, you put your time into it, but, but it's, so inexpensive that at least that component of it you can say oh but, okay but even building with foam you know it, it if you mess up or make a mistake you haven't lost that much time if you compare right. to building with balsa yeah it, you don't you lose you don't lose hardly any time you don't lose hardly any material and cost and you redo it over again and you instantly fix the mistake that you did wrong in the first place so in effect you're build becoming a better builder faster when you're building with composites yes um and that's you know that's another thing you mentioned we we had talked about the uh the finish for the uh p47 that i have and you know Mm -hmm. the poly the the mimox polycrylic and stuff but uh you know i think that's somewhere that i'd like that that these dollar tree phone board planes need to go and they are going that way in some cases is let's get rid of this paper let's be done with it and let's put some lightweight glass on these things and make them a lot more permanent yeah i mean i i like peter's idea with the brown paper and the glue but that's really good and all if you've got a ginormous airplane like what he demonstrated Mm -hmm. it on yeah. Because it yeah, is no, very, very heavy. I agree. And you get into something like a scout, and you can't do that. It just becomes so completely heavy that you're, you're going to end up having ballast issues and all these other problems with flight characteristics that you lose by peeling off the paper. So it's like, well, why would we do this in the first place? Well, try something lighter. Mm-hmm. Try lightweight fiberglass cloth. Yeah. I mean, go to... Um, Thayercraft. Thayer Thayer, that's where I buy my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like 40 bucks for 10 yards. Yeah. 10 yards. Okay. So that's what? Uh, how many, how many yards, are, Patrick? How many feet are in a yard? Three. Okay. You can count. So. Are you sure about that? Do you want to check? <laughs> yeah, it's, getting, <laughs> it's getting pretty late. I'm, you know, it's past my bedside. Oh. But yeah, 30 feet of glass. For forty dollars, it's a lot of material. It's going to go a long, long way for people that want to build these uh, flight test airplanes, and just rip the paper off. And instead of using hot glue and be so impatient that you have to use hot glue, use white Gorilla Glue. Second, just I can just use second it. that. Um, <laughs> and the funny thing is, is, I will I will say I did a, I did attempt a tiny trainer with the brown paper technique, and it ended up unbelievably tail heavy, um, yeah. to the point that not even a I think I was doing a twelve hundred milliamp three cell just to try and balance it, and not yeah. even that balanced it. So. Yeah. Um, I can attest to the fact that it does put a significant amount of strain on the on those airframes. So being able to use something a little bit lighter in technique is something that's a great idea. Um, and on top of that, um, 
you know, evolving as you get better in the hobby. Yes, I can totally attest to it because here in Florida, I can't use hot glue on everything anymore. I've tried that this summer and it's become pretty evident that some of the hinges and some of the um, surfaces when they when you receive that A, A fold and that B fold into um, that, uh, that position, you have to have something else other than the glue, otherwise it's going to fall apart. Yeah. So I've been no. using the white Gorilla Glue, and and you're right, it, it makes a huge difference in the airframe. Yeah, and it, and if you you'll also find if you go to finishing with glass, uh, on the rather than have the paper, you can use the glass as a live hinge, just the same as you used the yep. paper before. Mm-hmm. Even if you apply water-based polyurethane, it it works exactly the same. Uh, you just we have to tell people about it and we have to let people know and show right. them, and, say, look, look at this. Welcome. <laughs> I, and I want to say this, please, please, no one take this as the criticism of uh, flight test airplanes. Oh, absolutely it's not. not. It's just, you can take that idea, which is a incredibly ridiculously inexpensive and easy airframe to build. Mm-hmm. And you can make it, last exactly a lot longer and and you know that that was our whole purpose behind doing the podcast we we said that last episode um so the fact that you know we're basically the the idea of this whole thing is to share community ideas josh has been one of those innovators from the beginning it's almost like you know with David, when he first came on board with flight tests, he was pushing the limits of what materials could do. And, we, you know, whereas they were able to share it through their video episodes, we're being able to share it through this podcast. So that's basically what we're saying. Well, I wouldn't compare me to David Vindenstahl. I think that... <laughs> uh, I mean, I... I... <laughs> We no, 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 this is not a comparison thing. This is a example, okay. example of two people who are very instrumental in the community and have had great impact in a good way. What? Thank you, did, Joshua. Yeah. If you want a good laugh, did, did you happen to hear Joel call me like I don't know something like important in the scratch building community or something like that on the first podcast? Because <laughs> that was pretty laughable, right there. <laughs> From what I've seen, I'm impressed. <laughs> Patrick, you're the best cheerleader in the scratch build area. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Agreed. Thank you, Josh. Agreed. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know who's been rather quiet through this whole thing? Mike, are you still with yeah, us? That's because <laughs> I am not a builder at all. I am terrible at it. I can't even, you know, make a square hardly out of foam board. So I... Uh, I just kind of, it's best for me to keep my mouth shut. Well, I tell you what you are good at. Oh, I bet, I bet you will. (laughs) Opening electrical ring terminals for my Skorsky build. Exactly. (laughs) I wore a blister in my hand doing that. (laughs) Well, there were something like 48 struts and I needed two ring terminals for each one. (laughs) That's okay, man. I I did it. And was happy to do it, by the way. Oh, so, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. But, Mike, uh, I, Mike, I was terrified the whole time I was anywhere near that thing. Oh, me too. I was just I, so I knew scared I, I was going to mess something up. Dude, the, the nice thing about it was is they were all little metal eye, eyes, you know, electrical eyes. Yeah. 
and he had like 7,000 of them. So if I tore up, <laughs> yeah, he was, you know, it yeah. wasn't a big deal. You know? <laughs> and that's, that's another, that's another tip. You can find, um, uses for things that you wouldn't normally think RC related. Like those, yeah. those are electrical ring terminals, pretend from McMaster car. And I think yep. I got like 200 of them for like six bucks. Unbelievable. And, and yeah. you know, that's, that's a great point. You know, I, I, I see this all the time in things like instructables and um, the replica forum, the replica prop forum, the RPF. Um, with people using things how they're not intended to be used. And I have to say, if you guys aren't on Instructables yet, please get on there. It's a fantastic way of sharing ideas about everything. Um, and the replica forum for props is just, I've grabbed some really great techniques from there. Um, in terms I've never of heard of that. The, replica yeah, forum? It's I, the replica okay. prop forum. Um, I heard about it through our friends over at Tested. Um, and well, make sure you get that uh yeah i'll, I'll put link. the i'll put yeah. both of those links in the show notes um basically there are um there are certain techniques and things that we can bring in to rc planes oh and i got you especially you know some of these people who are on these forums are very specialized in things that are you know creating something that looks like a from it the movies but it actually isn't from the movies um, now I, I, I just and, looked this up and I just want to say that if you're thinking prop means propeller, it does not. No, no, it's no, no, no. Like As in movie, like prop. movie props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason that I bring this up is because Josh is head of the, uh, of the scale scratch build off. Um, and if you're contemplating joining this thing, look, look carefully at things that wouldn't normally fit or you would not normally think of to go on an airplane but you know you want to you want to take your building skill to the next level look at some of these techniques that other people are using you can totally apply some of these things to your aircraft and as josh has already said we can make them flying works of art yeah absolutely so, yep. yeah, and, and uh, you know what? I think that's a great place to kind of wrap up for our show number two. Um, uh, as uh, I've said, Josh, thank you very, very much for being a guest uh, for us. It's been a blast having you on board with us. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, just a couple of other housekeeping things. I think we all want to go ahead and say thank you to the community. Uh, for being such a great support um, to the podcast, as always. Um, follow yeah. us on Facebook. Um, we are... You know what? Hey, hey. Yeah, go hey, for it. Joel. Go for it. Go Joel. for it. Can I interrupt? There's one thing. There's one more thing that I want to say before we go. And, <clears throat> okay. And I'm going to regret saying this as soon as I do it. I, I can edit you out. Remember that. Every single no. time. Dang it. Um, <laughs> so, I... I there's a lot of new people in the community, uh, and, and look, we pick on Fred a lot and because this is Fred. He Provost. picks on us a lot, Provost. Yeah, Flying Monkey. We pick on Fred, Flying Monkey a lot, and and that's only because he picks on us too. And uh, I don't want anyone to think that it's because we don't like Fred. Uh, we love Fred, and Fred's our friend, and. Uh, it's just kind of the nature of things that we have. That's kind of the 
the way things have always been. Uh, it, 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 it's, the reason it's I'm the saying relationship this, we it's have the relationship exactly. with Fred. Well, most it's, of it's because Fred is one of the most sarcastic people I've ever met. And I love that about precisely, Fred. Precisely. <laughs> precisely. Exactly. And he's, he's equally sarcastic back to us. So I promise you guys. Yes. This no, is, no. The, he brought it upon himself. Exactly. <laughs> and I think the, and, well, and, and, and one thing I'd like to say, guys, as well, is I want to say thanks to Fred mm-hmm. for helping us get this started. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, because so without, I, honestly, uh, Pat's right. Without without him, without him we that, we would not happen. Right, absolutely. This would not exist without Fred. Uh, yep. You know, in in on many levels, actually. Uh, so I don't want people to think that we don't like Fred or that we're giving Fred a hard time or, or Fred. And I certainly don't want people to think Fred is this jerk that nobody likes that. That's not (laughs) at all. Now, Fred, I've got some good stories about Fred and I don't know if I'll ever be able to tell the best one on here or not, but but it's pretty darn good. It's my, my, this is why Fred is a, uh, posterior orifice story. Um, it, it, man, he got me good. Oh, that guy. Uh, so please, 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 please don't think that anytime you see any of us picking back and forth with Fred and him and us, uh, that it's anything but just the nature of things and us having fun with each other. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and we're all that way to each other uh, as well. Exactly. And we're, we're like this off, off recording on recording. You know, we, we're all friends it's, here and we all, we it's all actually much worse off recording. I promise oh, you follow so us. Worse. Oh yeah. And, and on that guys, um, follow us. Uh, we'll have the links to all of our, everyone who wants to share their Facebook and Instagram feeds. We'll have uh, links so you can follow us all. Um, again, Josh, thank you again for being our happy co-host. Um, one, <laughs> one thing I want to bring up is, uh, for show three, we're going to do something a little different. Um, we're going to do something which is going to be called the community choice. So keep your eye out on the thread. There's going to be a link on there that will basically be the link to our shared show notes. And we want to hear from you guys. Uh, what we're looking for is show topics or things that you'd like to hear from us. Uh, show suggestions if you have them or just general comments shout outs anniversaries or anything like that so please share um we want to make everybody's voice heard um uh, today the uh the show that's going out is actually going out uh someone help me out what's wednesday's date you know the 11th the 11th right it's november something november right we're in november already guys okay so november 11th this show is going out uh we are going to be on a two-week hiatus um so basically we got we are going to be on a bi-weekly basis every wednesday from this point forward so you're hearing us on the 11th so the next show is going to be two weeks after this wednesday on the 25th on the 25th exactly right before uh right before thanksgiving right yeah so if you're american if you're american sorry if you're andre russo you've already had (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right guys well on that note it's been a blast uh as i've said three times already josh thank you very much indeed (laughs) hey thank you thank you for having me i loved your first show and i think it's just a a fantastic opportunity Uh, i i hope you'll invite me on again absolutely you will be invited absolutely so we appreciate it um joel thanks for uh everything that you do pleasure as always uh, 
Pat, thank you but, so much. But yeah, you're but. Welcome. Squirrel. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Thank you very much for uh, listening to us. Uh, look for us out there on the forums and uh, make sure you get out to Facebook. Follow us. Uh, we will have a Twitter mm-hmm. and a Instagram account. Absolutely. So thank you very much. Everyone have a wonderful week. You guys too. And thank you again. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night.